0: Well, welcome to the latest in the Aon UK DC survey 2020 podcast series. The series looks in detail at the key insights highlighted by the survey. And we hear from other views from Aon's DC experts. Today's discussion is with Tony Pugh, head of DC solutions, going to discuss the uh, trend towards DC schemes increasingly moving towards outsourced solutions such as master trust, what lies behind this and what type of company this may be more appropriate for. So, Tony, welcome. Thank you, John. Just start with a question, if I may. What do you think are the main delegation options open to existing trust-based DC plans? Thank you, John. Well,
1: delegation isn't something, obviously, that's entirely new to any pension arrangement. I mean, trustees have been delegating all sorts of aspects of delivery of their scheme, such as administration and investment management, uh, for a very long time, of course. Um, So what we have seen, though, more recently is an increase in delegation and a greater emphasis on this due to regulation, auto enrolment, which has really kick-started the opportunities that the trustees and employers have to consider delegation. So we now, consequently at Aon, have developed several solutions to cover different client needs when it comes to that level of delegation. So we have a fully outsourced DC investment solution, whereby we make and execute the investment decisions within the parameters for those trustees. We also have a bundled DC arrangement, which includes that investment delegation, but also the communication and administration services. And then finally, we have both the master trust and a GPP, which delivers all services, including an outsourced governance service. And which clients might be interested in which will differ depending on their needs, of course. So in short, everything can be delegated, but that is definitely not the same as saying that clients are disengaged from their DC plan. Delegation is about ensuring better outcomes than can be achieved with the current level of resources. And that's against an increasingly heavily regulated DC world. So again, it's not about disengaging. It's about delegation to get better outcomes.
0: We showed at the outset that there may be situations which aren't suitable for delegation. When do you think that might be not appropriate?
1: Personally, I think that's completely dependent on the client's, their beliefs, their circumstances, and their appetite for managing their own plan. One might typically appreciate that larger schemes that may have a larger employer behind them and greater resources uh, may be more able to dedicate the time and resources to giving a more tailored solution to their employees. Often they'll be backed by paternal employers who maybe have an employee profile of long stayers or complex employee groups and want to support the trustees in giving those members a highly talented experience. Being cognisant of the fact that giving a good DC plan has commercial benefits to the employer, um, but also of course having a good plan that's well used by their members will facilitate members being able to retire in the future, which will assist with the employer's workforce planning issues. So again, it's not about disengaging, it's about making sure that the best is got for the appropriate employer based on their
0: circumstances. Okay, and what do you think has triggered what we see as the continued high levels of interest in master trust solutions? Firstly, you know,
1: Master Trust has been around for a very, very long time, but it goes back to the auto enrolment legislation, which really increased the focus on Master Trust as a, a potential opportunity for employers to use Master Trust as their DC solution. And the levels of interest differ by, by different types of clients, but we know from our survey that 35% of employers with their own trust based scheme are looking to move to Master Trust in the next few years. It, almost more interestingly, of employers with the GPP are also currently looking at moving to master trust and the vast majority of those are doing so because they're seeking better outcomes for their members. Going back to own trust clients with their own DC scheme, 54% are looking to move due to to cost, time, resource pressures on operating their own plan. And those those cost savings can be very significant and I've seen um, organisations that can save up into the hundreds of thousands of pounds in costs by outsourcing the management and delegating the management of their DC plan to a master trust that doesn't mean that the employer has to take those savings those savings can be used to reinvest into member benefit services education etc so it can be a good thing for everybody all around besides those that have cost time and resource constraints we also know from our survey that 19 percent of employers are looking to move due to the new governance requirements that are associated with dc plans what they're doing there in reality is recognizing the risk of running their own plan and a regulator that's very focused on dc and whilst they want to do the best they may not have the resources to to cater for those governance requirements and then finally 14 percent are looking to move for what might deem more positive reasons looking to improve member outcomes to leverage off the wider resources and services offered by master trusts such as member presentations apps, investment solutions, modelers, and even with some master trusts the integration of wider wellbeing services and of course at the end of the day drawdown facilities as well. So there are a variety of reasons and each of these depend on a client's own specific circumstances.
0: Great, so what sort of client do you think might benefit most from a master trust?
1: Uh, Difficult, uh, again it really depends on each client's own circumstances. And we might typically think that a smaller organisation might benefit more by master trust because they might be more resource constrained. But actually, we've seen some extremely large companies with plans of a billion pound plus deciding to use the, the master trust route. And on the flip side, there are relatively modest sized companies who do have time and resource required to give their employees an exceptionally good own trust solution. So again, it depends on the client circumstances. For me, I think that most companies will be considering at some level whether Master Trust or a different form of delivery may be more appropriate than the status quo, given the significant changes in the the recent UK market, but that's not to say that they will then make a change. That said, any companies that don't have the resource to commit to an own trust arrangement, for whatever reason, really should be considering alternative options to ensure members are getting the best DC solution available to them. And if they don't, they run the risk of falling foul of regulatory requirements and or not getting the best retirement
0: outcomes for their employees. How can companies be assured that when they do delegate, the delegated solution or service remains fit for purpose?
1: The decision to delegate is taken on the basis that that employer or those trustees want to achieve better outcomes. But the DC world is one of constant changes, whether that's regulatory, provider consolidation, technology developments, etc., etc., Given that employers are making a significant investment into DC by way of their own and their employee contributions, it's only common sense that they should then monitor their providers. So that said, our view is that employers should remain fully aligned to their provider and review all aspects of performance and delivery on a regular basis, and I'd say at least coarsely. And then every few years, they should test the provider against the market and assure themselves that the solution remains fit for purpose and aligns the best services available in the market. After all, ensuring that the DC plan is as good as it can be will assist with future workforce planning. So delegation will usually generate cost savings for employers and using some of those savings towards good ongoing governance and monitoring of providers will be money well spent. We know again from the survey that 65% of employers want to spend more time on strategy and communications. So using some form of delegation can potentially deliver both the time and the resource. For those employers and trustees to achieve that.
0: Thank you, Tony. That's been really fascinating. And I think that what it tells us is actually that depending on the client's appetite for risk and continued governance of their DC arrangements, there is an option that they can consider which allows them to delegate some or all of those responsibilities onto an external solution in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Great. That's all for this episode of the Aon DC Survey podcast. Just like to sign off by thanking Tony Pugh for your time on today's podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Very welcome, John. Thank you.